0: We're not going to scream. We're not going to shout. We know it's been a tough weekend so far for you, but it's just starting. It's Saturday morning.
1: Grab your coffee, grab your eggs and your greasy bacon.
0: Oh, nothing better than grease to wash away all the sorrow and all the misery and all the alcohol from the previous night. Saturday morning here, February the 11th. 2023. You're looking forward to Valentine's Day and realizing you have nobody. You have nothing. Your existence is lonely and miserable, but that's why we're here.
1: That's right. Maybe you chewed your arm off in the past week to get away.
0: (laughs) Dave and I will get you through the weekend with the best of music, TV and streaming, and movies. We'll, of course, have moments of silence and dumbasses same pattern that we do each and every week. You on know our it, sports you edition. love
1: it. That's why you're here.
0: That's right. And of course, first and foremost, as always, each and every week here on the weekend edition, we start off with rock and roll. It is time for your weekly rock fix on the weekend edition. We have the new album from the Winery Dogs, Mike Portnoy, Billy Sheehan, Richie Kotzen, third album. Oh, title three. Ooh, <laughs> creative. Yeah. Don't harkens to...
1: back to the day though, doesn't it?
0: Hey, you you put out albums broke, on a consistent basis. You can do this. Yes. Sometimes just go fourth album, third album, second album. Here you go. Boom! It works. All right so i'm intri- intrigued interested to hear what dave thinks of this because this is his first exposure at least to my knowledge of yes. the, the, winery now, the winery dogs now whereas i have been in with the winery dogs since the beginning i have got both of their first two albums eddie trunk of course somebody i really admire have listened to in the past he's a big fan so i kind of glommed on to them thanks to Eddie Trunk's recommendation. So I know all the Winery Dog stuff, but the Conquistador getting exposed to them for the first time. So I'm going to let him take lead on our review of three from the Winery Dogs. All right,
1: 10 songs on this one. little over 50 minutes, so kind of longer songs on this one. Not a bad thing for the most part. So... Starting off, Xanadu, good start, solid song, really enjoyed that one. I think we reviewed that as a single.
0: Yeah, I think we reviewed the first two songs, Xanadu and Mad World.
1: Mad World, World, again, solid, enjoyable. Listening to it more and more, I love the chorus for it, and it kind of reminds me of the Chili Peppers a little bit.
0: That's an interesting take. I like that. Yeah, I like that. And I agree with you that the more I listened to Mad World initially, I wasn't into it. Yeah, but that that's that's an earworm that it grows on you. Yep. So
1: um then you go through breakthrough, which is okay. So I think
0: okay is a good description. Yeah, it's it's not
1: great, it's not horrible. You can listen to it. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, Dick, can you dance to it?
1: <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Uh Rise, this is a solid little number. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Ultra Bridge.
0: I think that's a good call. Now, I will say that I think I was a little more enthusiastic about Rise. Um, I loved, loved, loved the guitar riff. I loved it. I, yeah, that's... Richie Cotton's guitar riff is one of the more catchy it is cool guitar riff. It's one I've that I need. I
1: want to listen to this one a little bit more. Yeah. So it's it's. it's I would it's, say it's my. Favorite. It's better than okay. This is one of my favorites on here.
0: Yeah, I would think this is my favorite.
1: Yeah, I can see that. It's very good. And then we 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 kind of hit the skids here, for me.
0: Oh, with stars? You didn't stars, like stars?
1: I. It was. I wasn't a big fan
0: of. Okay, I like stars. Stars Stars started
1: kind of eh, along with Vengeance and Pharaoh. Not a big fan of those two. Uh,
0: Vengeance, I agree. Vengeance is probably one of the two or three weaker songs on the album. Um, I liked Pharaoh. I did like Pharaoh, Um, but again, maybe this is because of my history with the Winery Dogs and.
1: But then, Gaslight. I enjoy Gaslight's Gaslight. Good. Yep, I like Gaslight very much. Gaslight is very solid. And why the hell did they have to do Lorelei? That is by far the worst freaking song I have heard in a long damn time.
0: Oh, my God. I would um, rather
1: listen to Styx's Lorelei.
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing. You, <laughs> look at, you look at the song titles on this album, and half of them have been done before. Yeah. to do, of course, was Olivia, Olivia newton, newton John, John. And Elo. <laughs> but Mad World was Cat Stevens. Yeah. And I'm with you. I'm like Lorelai. I'm like, is this gonna be the Sticks version? And when this was done, I agree completely. I thought I wished it would have been <laughs> the Sticks version. I, I hate to exactly. this. this is the it's, one song that really turn. drags the whole album down yeah it, it has
1: no business being with the rest of the songs it does not fit in no. in any way shape no. or form
0: completely agree uh Lorelei is like you said the one turd on this album yeah the rest of them are either good great or mediocre right but this there's no excuse for this this no. is they, just... they should
1: have just dropped that and just ended it with red the red wine which yeah. I enjoyed
0: great song very yep. good. Yep, uh, the red wine is is solid. Uh, yeah, so Lorelai is just—it's just tough just to reconcile what the hell? that <laughs> one being stuck in here. Oh boy, just yeah, I agree. Bad, bad, bad song. Um, now I had issues with. Again, you've got three really good professional players who've been around for a long time. Of course mike portnoy with dream theater richie Kotzen has played with mr big and poison yeah. billy sheehan of course with mr big and then with david lee roth's band from eat em and smile yeah um but did you notice how often they tried to showcase billy sheehan playing yes. the bass they way show- too much. mad world rise uh Gaslight and the Red Wine they yeah, just said very okay bass heavy. solo bass solo." and I'm like nobody this likes is, a bass solo this isn't Metallica where you can get away with it nobody likes a bass solo I'm sorry outside of Rush yes if you saw Rush in Rush, their heyday Rush
1: Getty and Metallica Lee. are the two that can get away with a bass solo
0: I don't even say Metallica. You can say Metallica. Back I in would the say day, Rush. Bass solo. I would say Rush is it. If I get a Geddy Lee bass solo, <laughs> I'm okay. Otherwise, we don't do bass solos.
1: No, it just does not work for the most part.
0: Yeah, guitar solo, drum solo, bass solo. When you get to that point, you're like, Ugh. yeah. So too much, too much showing off for Billy Sheehan. Yeah. So and then Richie Kotzen to me, vocally, uh, he sounds like he's a minor, like a single A version. Baseball analogy, by the way, a single A version of Chris Cornell. That's a good, very good comparison. Single A, single yeah. A. He, has, he sounds for, the same, but he's he can't trying,
1: reach. but he doesn't have the range.
0: Yeah, he can't reach as far as Chris Cornell. Now, in terms of his guitar playing, very good. Very, very good. Very good. He's got, he, he's again, like we talked about with Billy Sheehan, he gets his moments to show off. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's just. Okay. Phil, why? We get it. You can move your fingers really fast. Yeah. You're it's, not Eddie Van Halen. Sorry. You're just not. And I, I don't know if I'm making this sound more negative than I meant it to, this review. I actually thought this was a pretty good album. Not great, pretty good. No, I give it two and a half. I'm gonna go week three. I'm gonna go a week three. I was kind of with you with two and a half, and then I've listened to it about six times. Yeah. And outside that, of Lorelei.
1: That that mid run stars vengeance pharaoh that I was just meh with and then Lorelei. See, I, just I like stars and down. pharaoh
0: where you didn't. So, so there we go. So Tepid recommendation, but still recommendation. It's it's worth
1: listening to.
0: There's some good stuff in there
1: that you will enjoy.
0: Yeah. And if you have not listened to the first two albums, maybe go back and listen to those. I may be doing that. Maybe you'll like them more. You know. Now, I will admit they're not my favorite band, but they are one of those current bands that when you've got nothing else to listen to outside of going back to the 80s and the 90s, there you, know, you go. I might pull out my first two Winery Dog CDs and listen to those. So there you go. All right. Now, we are going to start a new
1: segment within our music. We kind, of, we kind of started it a week or two ago. Yes, but we, we've decided to make it the official.
0: Who does this sound like? Yes, because we started with The Art of Dying. When I, a couple weeks ago, probably a month ago, asked dave to listen to the song by the art of dying ready for a good time and i said just tell me don't you don't have to review it if you don't want to just tell me who it sounds like and he came back exactly with the answer i expected nickelback yep so we decided maybe this could be a recurring thing yep so this week you hit me up with the gash steve
1: Vai song let's well, jam Starting off, I'm like, really? Is this going to be a slow version of I Can't Drive 55?
0: Ding, 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 (laughs) ding, 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 ding. Is there any way, shape, or form any human being who knows rock and roll could listen to that song through the first 30 seconds and not think, this is a ripoff of I Can't Drive 55? (laughs) Come on. That guitar riff is almost identical. It is.
1: Dude, you're Steve freaking
0: Vi. Really? Yeah, that's the thing about this. I have listened to this. um, This Vi Gash project, <laughs> which goes back to the early 90s. Um, Gash is Johnny Sombrato. Uh, he has since passed away. He is a guy that... Steve Vai worked with, and Steve Vai wanted to make a just a straight on rock and roll record. Didn't want to make, you know, one of those records with extended guitar solos like we're he it's We're and at 75 minutes of them just playing. And, and, and Joe, Joe Bonamassa, those guys. Who play you know. the nine, 10 minute guitar songs, right.
1: only no vocals. So he
0: has this, he brings in this guy, Johnny Sombrado, aka Gash. And so this is the album that just came out, the Vi Gash album, where it goes all the way back to the early nineties. But the thing that's interesting, I've listened to four of the songs on the album and yes, it does sound like a leftover from the eighties, early nineties. But the thing is when you're talking about Steve Vai, one of the greatest guitarists of the last 40 years, You expect more some originality. He's he sounds so subdued. He sounds like he's playing rhythm guitar throughout this album and even on this song. Yeah. And uh I'm not trying to to rip on it because if you just want straightforward meat and potatoes, basic generic rock and roll to blast out of the stereo. This is it driving down the road in the middle of July. Yeah, this is it. But I've been debating whether or not to put this out there for us to review because I don't know. It just, the four songs I've heard all sound, it sounds like something Dave and I could write on a couple of cocktail napkins <laughs> if we could play guitar and play drums mm-hmm. on one night in a bar. It's going to be your generic 80s yeah. hair. Yeah. And especially now with this, where we're going... This is just a, a rip-off of I Can't Drive 55. Yeah. It's a blatant rip-off of it. straight up...
1: No, it's a rockin' little tune. Right. Like you said, you could crank it up driving down the highway. So, I mean, it, it's worth a listen to. I'd give it a two and a half.
0: I'd probably go two. I'd probably go two. Again, I... There's, I get to a point where I go, eh, you know, just stop there. ripping off other people and start doing your own stuff. So, but now you got, you've got one for me in a I've couple. weeks. I've got one
1: for you in a couple weeks. Black Star Riders, Crazy Horses. Now, the music itself isn't going to give anything away, but the whole song concept. Every The whole package.
0: That's what she said. Yes. <laughs> who
1: from the past would have pulled this one off?
0: All right. So again, in two weeks, Dave's taking next week off because we have a concert. So in two weeks, you will not only get my response to Dave's who does this sound like challenge, but you will also get our review of Alter Bridge and mammoth wvh in concert beautiful we are also going to listen to a a new band that i discovered just because the title of the album is so fucking awesome that we have to (laughs) review it so in two weeks dave and i will review the carburetors you want to tell them the name of the album or do you want me to
1: go for it it's yours
0: I originally heard the song Rock Until We Die. And again, just like the Vi Gash song we reviewed here in the last few minutes, generic rock and roll. But this is a little bit edgier, a little bit harder. But The Carburetors, the album is called, and tell me this if is, this is not the this coolest. Is
1: incredible.
0: Drinking from the Skulls of Our Enemies.
1: See, now, I would have thought this was would have been a Sabaton
0: title. <laughs> yeah, something, yeah, death metal, blood metal. <laughs> but this is more of a, just like a, a straight-on rock and roll bar band type album. Yep. So, in two weeks, Dave and I will review The Carburetors, Drinking from the Skulls <laughs> oh, of Our Enemies. Along
1: with the new single from L.A. Guns, You Betray.
0: Yes, they have a new album coming out april the 14th black diamonds yes and of course we just saw them last year in concert yep so you know you're getting a review out of this one that's right kids should i update you on the uh fan voting for the rock and roll hall of fame god (laughs) do we
1: want to depress these poor people
0: It depresses me. (laughs) It depresses me. (laughs) Now we're only, what, a week and a half in? Oh, my God. I'm holding a
1: cold beer to my temple now to ease the oncoming headache, to
0: stop the throbbing. Again, that's what she said. (laughs) Number one, as of this morning, as we tape here on February the 8th, this will hit, of course, on February the 11th. 2023. Number one, Cindy Lauper. Oh, God. Number two, George Michael.
1: Oh.
0: Rounding out the top five, which, of course, the top five will be the ones that make the cut for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Iron Maiden was up there. They have dropped out. Ugh. Soundgarden barely hanging on at five willie nelson oh come on and warren zevon slipped into the number five slot all right warren's okay yep now here's the thing
1: oh my
0: god you know the rock and roll hall of fame is ridiculing everybody the fans who are voting because guess who the bottom two are missy elliott and a tribe called quest they're gonna say, "Oh, racist, racist, no, racist!" No, they're not racist. rock
1: and roll. What, what, what the frick is Willie the Nelson stripes, doing in there? The
0: white stripes aren't getting that many votes. They're down towards the bottom.
1: So, oh, uh,
0: so I don't want to hear this crap that it's racist. The people that are voting, uh, granted, with Cyndi Lauper number one, I don't and George know George
1: Michael two. Yeah, heads, I don't know. Uh... If, yeah, they've been mm.
0: battling back and forth here since oh, God, fan no, voting Christ. started. But where are my spinners? I've been helping you out here. I've been trying to every day. I vote. I want the spinners. Damn it! You had you you convinced me when we did this last week. You convinced me. So what I've been doing is splitting my vote, my fifth, because I, of course I'm going. Iron Maiden, Soundgarden, White Stripes, Zevon. Those four every Boom, time. Boom. Done. The fifth one initially, yes, I said Willie Nelson. I've been kind of splitting it between Willie Nelson, the Spinners, and George Michael. Those are the, the ones that I would kind of see being in my fifth slot now. Because I respect you with the Spinners. You, you kind of convinced me to go old school. So They
1: are one of
0: I know. Those I iconic know. bands from back in the day. I know. I know. And again, with George Michael, I respect what George Michael did. Again, if I could combine Wham and George Michael, that would make that a more solid case. Because again, that was like with Duran Duran with me, is one of those bands that I was kind of embarrassed to admit <laughs> I liked. But I loved the music.
1: The music was good.
0: So yeah, it might stray away from the pothead now, you know
1: yeah. yeah, no country does not belong in the Rock Hall of Fame. Ugh. all yeah. right.
0: but again, this is what we they
1: digress. Do.
0: yes Just make it the music hall of Fame. All right, kids, that'll do it for segment one. Coming up next, movies and probably TV and streaming will probably combine both. With some books. We've got a book. Yes, we've got movies, books, TV and streaming. Because we need a little bit of time in the final Mm -hmm. segment. Lots of moments of silences to discuss. And of course, Dave has to play Dumbass or Not. Bum, bum, bum. So hang out with us kids for a little while longer. Quick promo and we will be right back. When the mindless zombies at the major sports networks won't leave you alone. When the forces of evil on local sports radio have you cornered. Load up the boomstick known as Sports Frenzy 2.0. Available on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio, Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and Castbox. Kevin Dave will drive the dull and boring voices in your head away and offer you the sports salvation you need. New episodes drop every Thursday. And don't forget the weekend edition every Saturday, where the Maestro and the Conquistador might just review your favorite horror flick. Sports Frenzy 2.0. It's groovy.
1: All right, kids, February 11th, 2023, Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition. We're recording February 8th on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Amazon, Audible, Apple, Overcast, Castbox, and Stitcher! It is segment two. It is movies, and we're actually going to combine with TV, streaming,
0: and a book review. That's right. So I am going solo this week with movie reviews. Yep. That would be the
1: Maestro Kevin Crane.
0: And he is the Conquistador Dave Height. This is a movie that he reviewed a few weeks back. And I, it's tearing me apart. It is killing me, kids. This is a movie that the Conquistador and his sons and Mrs. C loved. Beyond All Belief, high, high marks. In January, when they saw it, I just recently checked it out on Peacock. Violent night.
1: We saw it before Christmas. We saw it when it was in the
0: theaters in December. (sighs) Maybe the buildup was too much. Maybe my expectations were built up A little too much. Ah. Violent Night did not do it for me. Um, Now, was it bad? No, no, it wasn't bad at all. It was fine. It was okay. But outside of David Harbour is great as Santa Claus. Let's put it this way. I have been for the better part of two decades mocking Air Force One. I love to say, oh, Harrison Ford is action president. And this is kind of the same thing where I go, David Harbour is action Santa. The problem is, if the movie around action president or action Santa isn't good, I can't get into the movie.
1: Oh, just enjoy it for the frickin'
0: Fun that it was. It was not fun. The cast was terrible. The cast was awful. They couldn't act to save their lives. There are some scenes that are cool. I admit that I did love when David Harbour was taking the candy cane and and sucking it down to a, a point, a point. <laughs> and basically turning it into a shiv.
1: Oh, come on.
0: That you, was awesome.
1: You had to have loved near
0: the end with the chimney. It was okay. It was okay. But then then you got the little girl playing, I did Home Alone! I did Home Alone! That was the dumbest sequence ever. Sorry, I'm not trying to spoil things, but let's put it this way. You don't hold a big screw in front of your face when a bowling ball is coming, you don't down.
1: know what's coming down the line. Oh, that was you pull terrible! It out of you, and you're looking one at of like, the,
0: what the hell? That this. was one of the dumbest moments I have ever seen in movies. Dumb, 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 dumb. And then I had to sit there going, "Is that? Could it be? Is that really Beverly D'Angelo?" Yes,
1: yes, it was. Oh my god. Playing the
0: foul mouth matriarch. Oh my lord. That is the poster child for bad plastic <laughs> surgery, is what she has become. This wasn't is, good. Yeah, this is of course an homage to the vacation movies. Not really. Well, her being in
1: it. No. You know. It wasn't an homage to the vacation <laughs> movies.
0: <laughs> So I'm sure Dave is going to be mad at me and he's going to defend the movie till the ends of the earth. I will only, I can only give this two frenzies. I just didn't like it that much. Well, there you go. So I'm sorry. I'm one of the few out there who, there are few. There are, I looked on IMDB. There are a few few, who did not like it. A lot of people like you thought it was fantastic. Die Hard Christmas. I didn't get get that vibe out of it, oh, it at all. No, it wasn't a diehard Christmas. It was stood alone on its own. No. I just... Eh, again, not terrible, but not the legendary movie that uh, I was led to believe it was going to be.
1: It's going to be an annual staple in my household.
0: All right. So why don't we go to Literary Frenzy and let's have Dave do his book review for the week.
1: All right. The latest agent pendergast from douglas preston and lincoln child the cabinet of dr lang this one picks up for the last left off i fail to remember what it was because i read a hundred million books a year <laughs> but th- this picks up for the last left off where Pendergast's Ward Constance Green has used the time machine to go to a parallel universe, 1880s, to try and save her older brother and sister.
0: They're using time machines now? Yes, yes, they are. Oh my lord, now I'm glad I left. This series off after like six Yeah,
1: this one, I'm like, "Uh, Time Machines. machines. Yes. Yeah. Poor Vinny. Vinny D'Agusta, the. Going back to the original book, The Relic. Yeah, Vinny's been throughout the entire series, the stalwart New York City police detective homicide. You throw in from the last three books, Pendergast new FBI partner, Armstrong Cold Moon, the Lakota Indian agent, who's got his own case he's working on that intersects with Vinny's, and then Vinny gets pulled by Pendergast to do the whole time travel thing. I knew a third of the way through, We were going to carry over to the next book. And lo and behold, they did not disappoint in that regard. The way it ended, bringing, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a character that you did not expect to come back that reappears. I can only give this one a two and a half. It's not their strongest work. It's They tried to reach too far with this one. And if they would have focused on one thing, it could have been better. But they're often three different tangents. And I don't know how the Cold Moon storyline is gonna wind up playing in. I kind of have my hunches and it would be a cop out if that's how they pull it together. they they may have jumped the shark with this
0: one. Like I said, I I read the first half dozen books in this series. Of course, again, starting off with the Relic. Um, and, of course, we went through Reliquary and the Cabin of Curiosities and Still Life <laughs> with Crows. And I was very intrigued with where they were going, but I had no idea we were going to start time traveling.
1: Yeah, I was a little disappointed.
0: That seems to be a big jump from where the series started out. So... <laughs> Again, it's, makes me it's, feel it's good. It's not
1: so crazy considering that Doctor Lang, Pendergast, distant relative from the past, working on an elixir for eternal life, which he got, and that's the premise through relic and reliquary and the cabinet of curiosities, the whole storyline. There, it's kind of coming back. To the point here, it's just too much. It's Even for them, this seems to be a
0: little too far down the rabbit hole. Well, again, Dave's taking next week off. So um, I can promise you in two weeks, we've talked about the fact we're going to have our review of Alter Bridge and Mammoth WVH in two weeks, finally. Literary Frenzy will have our review of Chasing the Light. Nice. Elvis Cole and Joe Pike. I am blowing through this one. Well, considering it's me, I read eight books a year compared to his 800. So, again, he read this one back in November when it was released.
1: God, it's been that long?
0: Yeah, it has, hasn't it? Yeah. So... But this is, I guarantee kids, two weeks positive review, at least on my side so far, for Racing the Light. I
1: should have the Bullet Garden from Stephen Hunter
0: as well. And then, of course, coming up in the next couple months, because of me, Unnatural History... The brand new Jonathan Kellerman. Yep,
1: that one is sitting there waiting for me to finish the Bullet Garden, and it's short, by the
0: way. Did you notice? It is. It's it's, it's not 290, all that ninety. I think about two hundred ninety pages. Yeah, it shouldn't take very... you very about a month, month and a half. <laughs> Killing me, Smalls. <laughs> all right, moving on to TV and streaming. Let's talk about headlines first. Dee 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 dee. One in the movies that we didn't get to. For all of those people out there who love their horror movies, the old reboot, the old let's let's try to bleed the onion dry, bleed the stone dry, squeeze all the juice you can out of the lemon, because we know that they came back last year with Scream, and as much as I despise the movie, I thought it was one of the worst movies of 2022 it made a crap ton of money. So let's do it again. Well, no. They are doing it again. Of course, Scream 6 comes out here in the next few weeks. Yep. But no, let's go to I Know What You Did Last Summer with the original cast. Dave's got it. Yep, they are going to bring back I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh Jennifer Love Huge Tits is back. David Day- oh, that's right. We, we can do that. Yes, yes, we, we can. can. We're marked as explicit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Her greatest assets. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, everybody forgets that they did. I still know what you did last summer. Yep. So what is this one going to be called? I still possibly maybe might have known what you did last summer. You're going to rue what you did that summer. But again, Hollywood shows
1: no shame. What, this is going to be Freddie Prinz Jr.'s first film in how long?
0: Oh God, I have no idea. No idea. And Jennifer Love, who, Hewitt's been what? Dispatcher on 911? Is that right? I don't know. I don't watch that crap. Oh, come on. 911, 911, Lone Star, CSI, <laughs> CSI Vegas. You know, CSI, yes. The lack of the lack of creativity, you know? Yeah. Chicago Fire, Chicago (laughs) PD, Chicago Sewer Transit System, whatever it is. No, it's Chicago Med. (laughs) All right. This is interesting because Dave and I have been talking about, for the longest time, a, a man who's very protective of his property. We just mentioned his brand new book, Jonathan Kellerman, Alex Delaware, somebody else, another author, very prolific mystery author, has finally relented and gave in. After all the badgering. Amazon has cast Nicole Kidman as Kay Scarpetta. They have already given a two-season, eight-episode-per-season commitment to Nicole Kidman as Patricia Cornwell's massively popular Kay Scarpetta.
1: I cannot see Kidman playing Kay Scarpetta.
0: Jamie Lee Curtis will play the sister.
1: Uh, I do not see Kidman in this role. Sorry. Yep. Already, I've, already
0: a done deal, dude. I've
1: already a done deal. I've read it. Read one. And I do not get the Nicole Kidman vibe.
0: See, now I'm not a, a Scarpetta person, so I've, I've, I I've knew only read
1: that, one. Right. But I don't, I,
0: doesn't whatever. Fit. She just doesn't fit?
1: I don't think so. I, I will
0: defer to you on this. I, I, can't, I, I can't picture her, but whatever. Let's see how the Scarpetta universe, the fans Unfolds. feel. Yeah, see how they feel about it. Yeah, like I said,
1: I've only read the one.
0: But yeah, Nicole Kidman will play Kay Scarpetta. Jamie Lee Curtis will play her sister. We'll see how that goes. But Amazon's already so psyched, they've already given it a two-season commitment. Wow. Another. they, They are
1: banking on the popularity coming off of Reacher and Bosch.
0: Well, speaking of Bosch. Speaking of Bosch, which I know you love so much, Bosch Legacy Season Two is finally hitting freebie. More, more important news in the Bosch universe than that: two more series from the Bosch universe have been announced. Of course, we knew one was coming because she is a focus of the books. Renee Ballard getting her own series.
1: Ugh, okay.
0: And Jay Edgar is also getting his own series. Really? Yes. So, two J. new. Jay
1: Edgar went on to be a freaking real estate guy.
0: I don't know if these are going to be on Amazon, on Freebie, because, of course, Bosch Legacy is on Amazon- Freebie. Yeah. But. Amazon is so happy with what has happened with the original series That's right. and Legacy.
1: I like the way Jay Edgar was portrayed, the actor who does
0: it. I will watch it. So you have two more Bosch series. All and right. this is the thing. This is the trend. Building upon a universe. established universes, which is fine. And again, hey, at least it's something original. And now we see with maybe with Patricia Cornwell letting her property go out there. Maybe we see an Elvis Cole, Joe Pike show eventually. You know what? An Alex Delaware, which you and I have talked about for years and years. As long just do it right. I will say
1: let Amazon do these because they seem to get it. Well, what was their what was their
0: first business, Dave? Books. So there you go. There you go. The big incendiary rumor of the week is Yellowstone ending.
1: Bum bum bum.
0: Word is, rumor is Kevin Costner wants a really restricted shooting schedule so he can go on to do other things he's working on a massive western he's directing called horizon he is trying to limit the time he spends on yellowstone so he can do other projects taylor sheridan of course the mastermind behind yellowstone and the people that he works with are saying that's not going to work for us so they might have called his bluff and maybe writing him out they could be ending, ending yellowstone, yellowstone and they're talking about a spin-off series which could bring some of the already? characters in so, yeah we'll get to that <laughs> some of the characters in from the current yellowstone cast they are in talks with matthew mcconaughey to shepherd in the next iteration of Yellowstone. All right, all right, all right. Now, of course, Dave almost jumped the gun here (coughs) because, of course, we all know they've got all the prequels for Yellowstone. 1923, starring Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren, has been renewed for season two on Paramount+. Now, in other Renewal news. AMC is renewed. Anne Rice's is Mayfair, which is the only reason I bring that up is because of the beautiful Alexandria Daddario, who I love beyond yeah, all belief. Yeah, she's pretty, but I'm not watching the show. Night Court has been renewed for Why? season two. Yeah, you and I talked about Why? it. Why? We it's impressed. abysmal. We weren't impressed, but it is what it is. <sighs> It's it's so bad. And Netflix has renewed that '90s show yes! for 16 episodes for oh! season two. Yes. So we're gonna get a longer season two. <laughs> Just get it done. Get he it does, in the pipe. Get it done let's let's now. Go.
1: Move, move, move. Let's face it, Red and Kitty aren't getting any. Yeah, other I don't want to wait till
0: 2024 for this, get it out by the end of 2023. There's no excuse. The half hour whatsoever. show, you can kick out 16 episodes in a month. Yep. Very happy to hear that though.
1: That's awesome news.
0: Dave? Kevin? I signed up for Twitch. You want to know why? He's looking at me with like dead eyes. <sighs> I didn't really sign up for Twitch, but I, I downloaded the app because somebody out there tried who's showing to,
1: her uahas. What?
0: No, that's not what Twitch does. It's even actually worse. I I <laughs> felt like I would have been better off watching somebody's ha's on a porn channel. I signed up for Twitch because I had heard that somebody had come up with the idea of an AI-generated Seinfeld. It was called Nothing Forever, a 24-hour endless cycle of Seinfeld episodes created by AI. And I went on there today to try to watch it, and it's been yanked. It's been pulled. (laughs) But there are a couple users out there, and I'm just talking about my experience with Twitch. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Little people in the corner, little headshots of guys and women who live in their mother's basements talking about this stuff. Just, oh, my God. Makes me feel much better about my place in life. <laughs> but the whole thing about the AI-generated Seinfeld, I had to see this. Because I'd heard that sometimes it's awful, sometimes it's genius. <laughs> it's Atari. Remember Atari? Oh, my God. You remember Atari, right? Yes. Yes. It's like an Atari Seinfeld. Oh, my God. And it's not good. It's not good at all. They couldn't even do in television, which was much better. The par- the par- I watched it for about 10 minutes, the parts I saw. Because, again, I had to watch somebody else's post, how they watched it. Kramer's barely in it. and The dialogue <laughs> is awful. It is terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was like, hello, Jerry. How are you two yeah, today? Yeah, let's go down to the new supermarket that they just built on the corner. And then it start, it, it recycles every five minutes.
1: Why?
0: And then, of course, would I get, want to go to Jerry, the
1: supermarket you get, on the corner? You get
0: Jerry doing the stand-up, like you saw at the beginning of every early Seinfeld oh, episode. Oh, Lord. Telling these awful jokes. These awful, terrible jokes that you would tell to a five-year-old. That's it. That was my oh, little my delve God. into tw- into Twitch. I can't do it. Can't do it. All right. You did not watch Poker Face this week. No. All right. So I will nope. not spoil it for you. I will just tell you again. Phenomenal episode. Episode five. Judith Light, and M. Epatha-Murkison from Law & Order star in it. Intriguing. But again, Poker Face is unbelievable. Just a great, great show. Good now, you procedural. And I are, you and I are both caught up on Last of Us. Yes. So you watched the episode I criticized last week. What did you think? Agree or disagree?
1: It wasn't needed.
0: Thank you. That's all. The, that's all I wanted to say about
1: it. It wasn't
0: needed. No. And again, now we go through episode it, it, four. It, they
1: could have done something different. Worked them in as minor characters as a place to get, but again, supplies. Right. But it was a forced full
0: episode. episode right. That that's wasn't what my needed. problem was with it as well. Now, episode four. <sighs> It, I'm, it feels like a game. Why, why do watching. I feel like the frickin' Walking Dead? It, that's my point as well. It just feels like I'm watching The Walking Dead all over again. The same tricks. The same issues. The same crap. Here
1: we are. Oh, we have a female version of the governor. Really? Why? Yeah. You... Yeah. I feel like I've been there, done that already.
0: Well, I'm glad you kind of feel the same way. Because again, I was ahead of you last week on The Last of Us. Yeah. I criticized episode three, and I'm sure a lot of people out there hate me for doing that. Whatever. But then now you've caught up and you sound like you feel exactly the same way as I do.
1: This is the frickin' Walking Dead all over. We have the female governor right now.
0: (sighs) I don't see how it's going to be any different from The Walking Dead. I just don't. I know. I... I like Pedro Pascal as the lead character. But again, he's basically Rick Grimes. Yeah. And outside of that, there is nothing in this show... That differentiates it from The Walking Dead. I will give it one more to see where it will go. I'm about with you on that. I am pretty much there with you
1: on that. So I don't want to invest in another slog.
0: Right. I can't do it. Right. And the thing is, with The Walking Dead, at least you had a group of characters. Yeah. You had four or five people that you could get into. This is one character.
1: Yeah. And that's I, it. I, I don't want the slow-moving, oh, we're going to take five episodes in something that could have wrapped up in a half hour.
0: Right. And the, the, the younger, the girl, Bella Ramsey, the actress...
1: She's not just, a likable
0: character. No, it was the fascination through th- what two, three episodes with a gun. Gotta have a gun. Gotta, yeah, have, a gun. Oh, Gotta have, got have a gun. Gotta have a gun. Okay. What I don't understand. It's, to me, it's just not
1: I'm any not better impressed. than
0: what I saw in The Walking Dead.
1: Yeah, it's, it, just it, not. it's Carl wanting a gun all over again.
0: Great point. Absolutely great point. So Watch uh, Poker Face instead. Poker
1: Face is so much better.
0: Natasha Lyonne, great. Brilliant. In a couple of weeks, Dave and I will be caught up together. Yep. We'll All compare be notes. Good.
1: We'll ridicule possibly The Last of Us again.
0: We could be done with The Last of Us. Yeah, and of course, I'm still scared to death about what they're going to do with HBO Max and Discovery+. Plus. Now, word came out here in the last couple days that they are not going to force Discovery Plus people to sign up for HBO Max. They are going to keep Discovery Plus as a standalone.
1: What if you have both?
0: That's the thing. I, I think they're going to force HBO people to have Discovery.
1: But what if you have both?
0: I don't know. I don't know. And I think that's where that's we're finding a lot of problems with a lot of these streaming services. And I'm telling you right now, everybody made fun of Peacock early on. They might actually have the right formula. Cheap price. They got the WWE. They've got the movies coming in from Universal. Five bucks a month. I'm just saying. And if you got the Comcast, pla- you get it for free.
1: You do, but the platform is bad. It's slow. It's slow.
0: But again, HBO is gonna think what now they're gonna charge twenty bucks a month when they, yeah. they bring who in Discovery. Knows? Who knows? You know, Paramount Plus now with Showtime. You know, who, who knows where that's gonna go price wise?
1: It's and Disney it's of course all thinks blowing that you can't live without dumb. Disney. Guess what? I'm doing just fine without Disney.
0: There you go. Speaking of which, next week my solo movie review will be Disney Plus, Black Panther, Wakanda forever. (laughs) Because I know Dave's not going to care about that one. So, we're going to wrap things up here. Final segment, Moments of Silence. Dumbass or not, the weekend edition will be right back. When your day of dealing with international intrigue is over and you've settled down and you're Aston Martin Call up Sports Frenzy 2.0 on your phone or smart car stereo. Every Thursday, Kevin Dave will take your mind off the megalomaniac who just had a laser pointed at your genitals with the best sports criticism around. And don't forget to listen to the Weekend Edition every Saturday so you can plan out your entertainment options with the femme fatale of your choice. Grab a martini, shaken, not stirred, and check out Frenzy, Sports Frenzy 2.0. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Third and final segment here of the Weekend Edition, your hangover cure, Sports Frenzy 2.0. He's a conquistador, Dave Hite. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. Taping here. February the 8th, 2023. This hits, of course, February the 11th, Saturday morning. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Have fun. Go out and party. Eat some wings. Eat some mozzarella sticks. Clog up your arteries. Just be ready for work Monday or Tuesday. You know, if Tennessee works for has you. their way. Monday will be a holiday. <laughs> Dave and I have covered music. We have covered movies. We have covered TV and streaming. We've covered a book. So before we get into moments of silence, yes, it is time to indulge me in my wrestling. But of course, bad news today, terrible, terrible, terrible news today. Um, I wanted to talk about the Royal Rumble because I didn't last week, but then the news came down today, Jerry the King Lawler suffered a stroke today. No! WWE Hall of Famer. um, Now, he has suffered a stroke in the past in addition to a heart attack. Um, But again, the more this happens, it builds up. um, News is that he is in recovery um, with rehabilitation. He should be fine, ready to go. He's usually a fixture on the pre-shows for... All the big events like WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble and Survivor Series. So, of course. Uh, Thoughts
1: and prayers out.
0: To the family and friends of Jerry the King Lawler. Hope he recovers well. Yep. We all remember way, way back his uh, feud with Andy Kaufman. (laughs) Uh, but yeah jerry the king is one of the fixtures of the wwe so of course been around forever yes we want him back and better than ever um and as i mentioned of course i did not talk about the royal rumble last week my bad um men's winner cody rhodes predicted predicted it I still am sticking by my prediction that at WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes will beat Roman Reigns, ending Roman Reigns' almost three-year run as Universal Champion.
1: that's unprecedented, isn't it? It's
0: close. I think they say he's up there with Hulk, Hogan, and Bruno Sammartino (sighs) up there in the top three or four all-time. But now that was the big thing that came out of the royal rumble and of course we saw even more of it this past week i believe on raw the bloodline has imploded so this faction where roman reigns had his cousins the usos and solo sokoa the enforcer and of course he had brought in from the outside sammy Zayn, the honorary at the Royal Rumble, Royal Roman Reigns was fighting Kevin Owens, who used to be friends with Sami Zayn. Ah. And, of course, they were <clears throat> pummeling Kevin Owens. Roman Reigns was about ready to do the whole steel chair thing on Kevin Owens. Sammy steps in, goes, no, nope,
1: you're better nope.
0: than this. Don't do this. You're better than this. Mm. And that was the test. Mm. Roman Where didn't like your that. allegiances lie. Yes. So of course, <coughs> Roman throws down the chair, starts trash talking into the face of the handcuffed, beaten to a pulp Kevin Owens. Sammy Sammy Zayn grabs the chair with the Usos watching <coughs> and hits the Universal Champion in the back. Wow! With
1: The Usos watching, not doing anything to stop
0: it. One of them stepped in. The other one walked away. And, of course, the Usos are the almost two-year reigning tag team team champions. So now they're fractured, and they're supposed to defend their titles here at SmackDown Friday night. You can only write this stuff up in wrestling, kids. The, the thing I don't like <clears throat> is sometimes they get lazy and stupid about this. So they've already <clears throat> said that they want Cody Rhodes fighting Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, right? Right. The next pay-per-view premium live event is Elimination Chamber. Well, Sami Zayn has just challenged Roman Reigns for the universal title. So you've already set up WrestleMania. So what? What? what's the point of this why fight at Elimination, elimination chamber, chamber if you're already promoting Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania? We all know you, there's no way in hell Sami Zayn is beating Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber. Right. So why are you even it's, it's, attempting yeah, it's that? It's an insult. It is an insult. <clears throat> And then finally, before we move on, Rhea Ripley won the Women's Royal Rumble. And I tell you, you look at her and she looks like a beast. I have seen her without all the makeup and all the the leather and all. She's a gorgeous woman. She is an absolutely gorgeous woman. But there you go. But man, they, they make her out to be like a beast. And she's gonna be fighting for the women's title. I believe she's fighting Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. So there, there you, you go. go. All right, kids. Lots of moments of silences to discuss this week. So Dave and I, we will alternate and go back and forth. Um, again, sticking with wrestling. The brother of The Macho Man, Randy Savage. You might know him as the genius as he managed Mr. Perfect. I know him as Leaping Lanny Lanny Poffo from back when I Mm -hmm. was younger watching wrestling. Back in the 80s. Yep. Throwing the Frisbees, talking poetry and and all that stuff. Um, And again, another wrestler died much younger than he should have believed he was only in his mid-60s yeah um but again the brother of randy the macho man savage leaping lanny poffo passed away thoughts and prayers to the the poffo family you got nothing you got nothing i have been a little distracted this past week I thought you would had some of these. Oh, my God. Okay. I will take the burden on.
1: Take the burden on. I have been out of things.
0: Melinda Dillon. From Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Never a big fan of that one. Two-time Oscar nominee. Good. Dave, not impressed.
1: No, but <laughs> thoughts and prayers to her family and friends. I remember
0: seeing... Close Encounters when I was a kid I at
1: watched the theater. it once
0: The thing I remember Is the mashed potato Yeah, You know the, the whole
1: And then when they climb Devil's Tower Then the stupid music With the
0: lights Right. No I'm not saying that's the greatest movie Of all time but you gotta admit it is a It's different A, a cultural <laughs> touchstone Okay I'll take it over Titanic how about that you take anything over Titanic, <laughs> which Come is on. coming back out again this weekend on re-release. God, no! Because we got to have another James Cameron movie at the top of the box office. <sighs> all right, Police Academy. You know, know Police, Police Academy. Academy.
1: I've seen them all.
0: George R. Robertson, who played with the commander Mauser. Yes, passed away. Wow. Now, I know you probably didn't watch Murphy Brown. Nope. I did, to a point.
1: Nope. No interest. Didn't do anything. I I may have watched part of an episode and said, eh.
0: One of the more interesting characters was the guy who did the news on air, Jim Dial. Okay. That was Charles Kimbrough, and he passed away here this past Mm -hmm. week. Then we go into the world of music. Charlie Thomas of the Drifters Oof. passed away. And then a one one-off supergroup. GTR. I don't know if you remember them. When the heart rules the mind. A couple of guitarists mm-hmm. from Yes, Steve Hackett, Steve Howe were in it. Yeah, there you go. I'm not a big yes person either, so. Yeah, I get that from you, (laughs) Mr. Positivity. Yes. (laughs) Phil Spaulding, the bass player from GTR, passed away. Thoughts and prayers.
1: You'll get nothing unlike it, mister.
0: Don't do the Caddyshack thing again, because I just saw... They posted the full commercial coming up Super Bowl Sunday. You know how I feel about this. With <clears throat> Tony Romo playing Carl Spackler. Does not compute. I am not a big fan of Michelob Ultra doing this whole Caddyshack thing. I am not. No. Brian Cox from Succession playing the Rodney Dangerfield role. Oh, no. He plays actually Ted Knight's role. Ugh. Ugh. You will see this coming Sunday. Just let things alone. All right. It is time to play as always. We try to do it every week here on the weekend edition as well as the sports edition. We have fun with it. I hope you do as well. It's time for dumbass or not. I have five. Potential dumbasses for Dave. Now, again, I did pretty good this week on the sports edition. Yes, we were simpatico on all of them. But the previous couple of weeks, Dave did not agree with me, and it usually is here on the weekend edition. So let's see out of these five if I can get five for five agreement with Dave, the conquistador. On um, if these are dumbasses or not. Let's start off with this September in Birmingham, England. Tony Iomi of Black Sabbath loves it. They are going to debut Black Sabbath, the ballet.
1: <laughs> oh, for the love of God and all that's holy.
0: Yes. No. Not Black Sabbath the musical. No. Black Sabbath the, the ballet. ballet. How effing stupid!
1: That's so bad. And it will
0: be on tour. It will start in Birmingham, so England, bad. and it will tour all around England. It's a dumbass idea.
1: And if anybody goes to see it, they are raging dumbasses. <laughs> I can't see
0: people in leotards to war pigs. <laughs> People in leotards doing ballet moves to War picks. Iron Man. Come on! <laughs> this is where I wish I had a camera. Davis doing pirouettes <laughs> to Iron Man. Here oh my in the studio. God! That's so oh bad. God. That is so bad. No. And I can't believe Tony, and signs off on this. He's got to be
1: senile.
0: So am I one for one? Oh, you're
1: one for one. (laughs) My gosh.
0: All right, this one's easy. This one's easy. This should be two for two. Now, I'm not trying to rip on a fellow podcaster. We know this gentleman is number one in the podcast world, but sometimes I wonder why, because he spews some of the most hateful stuff Most ignorant stuff out there. What
1: did Rogan do this time? Well, Dave's already on
0: it. (laughs) It is Joe Rogan. (laughs) It is Joe Rogan. (coughs) Joe Rogan this past week. The biggest dumbass in podcast land. Has got the anti-defamation league on his ass because, rightfully so, in my opinion. How do you say this? This is the statement. The idea, and I'm quoting this. This is almost a 100% direct quote. The idea that Jewish people aren't into money is ridiculous. That's like saying Italians aren't into pizza. What the f- I don't know if you're just insulting Jewish people, Italian people, everybody. I, I,
1: how is he even still allowed to do a podcast?
0: Again, the idea that Jewish people are into money is ridiculous. There's your first insult, right? Because again, it's buying into the stereotype that Jewish people They're only care about, about money. money. And then saying it's like Italians not caring about pizza. I I, I, I it, it, he's a fucking dumbass. I watched one episode of his podcast once. And that's it, once.
1: Yeah, he's
0: he, just so bad. And then I realized scrubbing my toilet would be... More fun? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of another person who somehow gets platform after platform after platform with his hate-filled, ignorant speech. Former leader of Pink Floyd, Roger Waters somehow was allowed to speak to the un security council at the behest of russia to talk about how the war between the russians and ukraine should end and i'm sorry we have gone too far with kowtowing to celebrities roger waters gets to speak to the un Who gives a rant's ass what Roger Waters has to say? Nobody. Awesome this week, though. Awesome this week. Because not only is Roger Waters a dumbass for getting to speak to the UN when there should be a lot more intelligent people when it comes to world affairs being allowed to put their views forth instead of this idiot... There's a feud going on between Roger Waters and David Gilmour, of course, the guitarist. David Gilmour's wife this week. You got to look this up, kids. I can't do it justice. You're going to have to look it up. But she basically called Roger Waters every name in the book without cursing. (laughs) She basically called him a homophobe, a misogynist. You know, every freaking word you could possibly come up with that's not a curse word. She's awesome. You got to check out David David Gilmore's wife just tore into him. And then David Gilmore just responds just like any good husband would. Says, I agree with all of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And who wouldn't? Because Roger Waters is an egotistical,
0: pompous, dumbass. Again, stop. Believing anything and everything celebrities tell you. Whoopi Goldberg, Roger Waters, Joy Behar. Joe They're Rogan. all idiots. Joel, Joe Rogan, all of them, they're idiots. Stop listening to them. Listen to us. Listen to We're us. We're normal people. Yes. All right. Now Here we go. Here we go. Last week, Dave did not agree with me about AMC. Because I'd had a problem with the whole Black History Month discount ticket pricing. Dave said, no, I was wrong. This week, oh! Oh, so Dave knows what's coming. Oh, this is absolute
1: crap,
0: garbage, bullshit. AMC has pushed it even further. Now, AMC is instituting Sightline... Ticket pricing, based mm. on where you sit in the theater. If you sit in the front row, they'll give you a little bit of a break because, of course, you're green your neck up. And at, yeah. and, uh, but if you are lucky enough to be the first in line or the first online to buy tickets for a certain and showing, and you want the center in the screen, middle, middle, you will pay a premium price because those will now be, quote-unquote, preferred tickets, 4 p.m. shows on. They are going to have a tiered pricing system, value, standard, preferred. Absolute garbage. Garbage.
1: It's a freaking movie. It's not a damn concert.
0: I told you this was coming. I told you this was coming. This is horrible. Now, I don't know if I'm going to really pounce on this as proof positive that I'm right, but Elijah Wood, <laughs> the first actor to come out and say, this is wrong. You know?
1: Yeah. The, no, the,
0: the experience of sitting in movie theater should be sacrosanct. It should be all equal. Equal cost, and it shouldn't cost an arm and a freaking leg. I'm telling you, between the streaming stuff we talked about earlier and this kind of pricing with AMC. They F you at the movies. They, this is the snake eating its own tail. Yep. These idiots are going to destroy their own business. <sighs> their own business model is going to go up in flames. Yeah, that's so damn stupid. Absolutely, a dumbass idea. If you go, well, you want to go see a show at five o'clock in the afternoon after the cutoff date, but it's not a popular movie. Like right now, with the the new M Night Shyamalan movie, not doing all that well. Knock at the cabin. So if I want to go this weekend to a five o'clock show at yeah. AMC, and you want, and they have this. I don't think they've instituted it yet, but they're, It's us just close. say, let's just say, and I want to sit in the middle of nobody else because nobody's going to see There's the, nobody the else damn movie. There. They're going to force me to pay a higher price yep. when nobody else is going to it's the absolutely movie.
1: Absolutely stupid.
0: AMC should just file for bankruptcy now. File yeah. for bankruptcy now, you idiots. Seriously. What is it? All my cash? And this was the company that was having a really rough time coming out of the pandemic. Yep. Dumb. Dumb. So I'm dumb four for four. Yep. Four for four. for four.
1: Four, four. All
0: right. I think I'm okay with number five, but we'll find out as we wrap up the weekend edition. Okay. Now, this is kind of a general one. But I, I fed up. I'm fed up. I'm done. I'm over it. I am so sick and who oh! sitting in their mother's basement coming up with the calendar each and every day. We have to make each and every day National Something Day. Oh my God. And I have had it. This past weekend, I, I have had it. I wake up and see Saturday morning, February the fourth. 2023 is National Eat Ice Cream for Breakfast Day. And I'm done. That's it.
1: I'm out of the contest, Jerry. I'm out, Jerry. No, this has gotten so
0: over-the-top stupid. You can look around a room and go, oh, National Waffle Day. National Storage Day. Every frickin' Pillow Day. Every that, frickin' day has like three
1: national designations at Who uh, is deciding this? Morons. Again, somebody in their somebody, mom's basement. No, people in different industries want to promote their products, so they're creating this. National it's, Pecan
0: Day. It's like National
1: the, Doritos Day. It's like the frickin' greeting card companies. Let's do. Father's Day, Mother's Day, Grandparents' Day, Sweetest Day,
0: blah, 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 blah. Here's my question. Why don't I ever hear anybody say it's National Van Halen Day? It's National Whitesnake Day. It's National Die Hard Day. It's because National that, Rambo Day. Because Fun Day! Because, that because can it's get not behind.
1: generating money for
0: industry. That's what it comes down to. Is there a National PlayStation Day? Is there a, what, National Weightlifting Day? You can look around your room, literally, and ask. After this, National Eat Ice Cream for Breakfast. So what, what, what's next? National Cunnilingus Day? No, you'd have to pay extra for that. National Anal Sex Day? Seriously, is that what we're coming to with this? Ha <laughs> ha I really didn't mean that to be a joke.
1: <laughs> Good call. Good
0: catch. Good catch. I didn't mean that to be a joke.
1: But no, the whole National Whatever Day, is absol- it's gone way too damn far. Oh, my God. It's and, and again, stupid. like
0: everything else, we just can't get it to stop. Stop! Yeah. Every day doesn't have to have 15 different meanings. Just freaking live, people. We've already got anniversaries for music and sports on almost every freaking day of the year. You don't have to make, you know, National Pasta Day, National Orange Juice Day. It's
1: all profit
0: driven. Like you said, Valentine's Day, a construct. Hallmark came up with Valentine's Day. Hallmark came up with everything to sell greeting cards, candy, flowers. By the way,
1: it's we got all a, a gimmick. We
0: got a minute here, so I got to ask you this. You got Valentine's Day coming up for Mississippi. What you need to do, just to satisfy my curiosity, you need to go out and buy one of these box cakes. Have you seen these things? There are these little box cakes. They've had them around for a couple I'm years. buying a damn box cake. Listen to me. Listen to me. It's got a little cake in it, right? You give it to your loved one. It's got little flowers. When you open the box, it all falls out. Like, it's about three layers. And there are, like, little butterflies that are supposed to fly out of it.
1: Yeah, these will fly out of my ass.
0: I want you to buy this for your wife just so I can see how the butterflies fly out. Have I want you, you met to, me? I want you to no. film this. No. You need to do this for your wife just so I can find out. Cause I can't understand how when they open the box the butterflies no, fly we out. We already
1: have plans to celebrate Valentine's Day as Taco Tuesday at our favorite Mexican restaurant.
0: That doesn't mean you can't buy her the box to open no. up with the little cake in it and the, the butterflies no, fly out. Already, I need to know why I've butterflies already fly got out.
1: things done. If you want one, buy it yourself.
0: I am not going to buy a cake for myself on Valentine's Day. I already have plans with a bottle of Vaseline and a movie. (laughs) Then treat yourself to a cake. (laughs) And the butterflies get stuck in the Vaseline and it just turns into a big mess.
1: Get the rubber sheets out and the hamster. (laughs)
0: Oh, thank God! The next night, you and I are going to rock and roll, man. (laughs) Oh, oh! I hope everybody. I do the
1: beer. Here we come.
0: I do hope everybody out there who has a loved one has a great Valentine's Day. The day after, of course, Dave and I will be checking out Alter Bridge and Mammoth WVH. That review coming up in a couple weeks here on the Weekend Edition. Thanks for letting us screw around here the last couple minutes second
1: time for me seeing Ultra bridge third for mammoth
0: same for me same for me you and i have seen both of them the same amount of times we've been Ah,
1: i thought you had seen ultra bridge prior no No. No. all righty then
0: we saw them with skillet yep and then of course mammoth we have seen with guns and roses and dirty honey And now here we go. Yeah. So looking forward to the first concert of 2023. But again, as the, I don't want to say great Stephen Stills said. As, As Stephen Stills said. One of the best lines in rock history. Love the one you're with this Valentine's Day. Whether it's your wife of 30 years or... Crystal, who you just met on a pole <laughs> <laughs> at the hip hugger, <laughs> there by her, go. the box with the the cake <laughs> in it, so I can find out. Text the show, send a photo, so I know how these little butterflies fly out of this cake. They're actually moths. No, they look like they're plastic, and they're like aerodynamic, and I'm just dying to find out. <laughs> that freaking pie <laughs> No! No, I have no one who loves me. Nobody loves me. I am not going to spend money on a cake. All right. That's beer money. I'm wasting. <laughs> we'll
1: talk to you in a couple weeks, kids. He'll talk to you next week.
0: <laughs> He's the conquistador, Dave Hite. He's
1: the maestro, Kevin Crane.
0: I'm solo next week after that. Ultra Bridge Mammoth WVH. Take care. Have a happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy VD.